On this episode of Reliterated, Jody and Mark are off to their grandparents' farm for the summer. It's going to be grandma's chocolate chip pancakes, grandpa's scary stories by the fire, and the great outdoors. But there's something off about the old place this year. Grandma's serving cornflakes, grandpa's forgotten his stories, there's worms in the corn husks, and mysterious figures running around just out of sight. Is it an elaborate prank? Or is the creepy superstitious farmhand telling the truth that the Scarecrow walks at midnight? Marky Mark's Goosebumps book of choice on Reliterated, the podcast that's the cream of the crop. Nobody does it better, oh yeah. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of grown-ass adults reading the children's books popular in the 1990s, but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. We also talk about our books in depth, and that includes spoilers. So before you listen, if you're not familiar with the story... Go ahead and read that story, then listen to us. Or, you know, just listen to us because we're entertaining if you don't want to read a whole book. But they're goosebumps. They're pretty short. My name's Andy. I'm Harold. And I'm Josh. And welcome to our second uh, friend slash listener (laughs) requested uh, episode of the chapter. Uh, We're doing The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, number 20 in the Goosebumps series, by our friend Ragtag Lindenberg Stein. (laughs) This one's from 1994. Ah, yes. I remember uh, getting this book, and definitely I really wanted it because of the cover art. It is one of the uh, the better cover arts. I think this was a library read for me, so. I actually, in the back of this book, have a sticker that uh, identifies it as a gift book from the 1994 Summer Reading Program at the Bay County Library System. Mm. And this one was mine. This was my prize for participating in the the summer reading program in the summer of 94. Nice. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Library summer reading programs are pretty fun. If you like reading in the summer. Right. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. The summer is actually almost a better time to read because you can read outside. That is true. I read a lot in the summertime, especially if I have a hammock available. Oh, man. Nothing better than laying in the shade on a hammock, reading a book. It's wonderful. I, too, participated in the summer reading program. Mine was at Pigeon, though, the Pigeon Library. We sound like we're on NPR right now <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> well, it is a book podcast. So. Well, yeah. fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> this book was uh, suggested to us by our friend Mark, aka Marky Mark, from the Maddie Ice and Marky Mark podcast. And I just used the word Mark like so many times in one sentence, and we haven't even gotten into the story yet where there's a character named Mark. Ah, yes, the brother Mark. Mark sends his regrets. He could not make it onto this show. He is actually currently recording uh, an episode of his own show. They do it live on Monday nights. Oh, that's right. But uh, I also promised that we would be merciless on uh, on our treatment of him for having missed our show. So fuck you, Mark. Uh, J- Josh and I can't be merciless <laughs> because Josh was sick when he was here. Yeah, then- I got I got the spins real bad. Like I thought I was going to either throw up or pass out or both. So yep. all I could do was lay in bed for like four hours and then I felt slightly better. <laughs> so yep. I was in bad sorts when I was in Michigan. Man, it was, it was a good trip, but 
Oh, and then I was sick for a good two months afterwards. I told my mom, I'm like, no more, no more winter trips in Michigan. Fuck that. I'm going summer and that or summer and spring. That's it. <laughs> no, no more of this <laughs> other stuff. I prefer that anyways. We actually do stuff in the summer. Uh, but then we don't get to like just lay in bed head to head. <laughs> <laughs> Watching movies. I mean, that's what we do anyway. So you can do that any time of year. Right, exactly. Or you can do that when you're camping because it's summer. Yeah, and uh, technology has come a long way since 1994 yeah. when this book was written. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, yes. the, no worries, Mark. We love you, and uh, uh, we will we will go on with the epi- with your suggested book. Yeah, we appreciate the pick because I this is actually was one of my favorites, and while it did not, I didn't remember a thing about the book except for the cover art. Um, um, it was it was fun enough to read. I didn't remember this one either. I I probably read it, but it was like not a memorable story. And I th- I think I I don't know. After reading it, it's still kind of hard to grab onto the details. But we'll get into why in just a little bit. Uh, but first, let's cover everyone's favorite segment: Steinwatch. Stein. Good old Steinwatch. What's what's that old guy been up to? Well, according to an article from HardDrive.net, he's uh, gotten himself a, a sweet little hot young thing. And by thing, I mean a monster blob. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like Leo, but for monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so Leonardo DiCaprio's got his children that he likes to play with. And uh, naturally, R.L. Stein uh, cavorts with... Uh, with blob creatures. I think it's funny that that actually come up, came up in the news. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? That, that R.L. Stein is, what was, I, I read part of the article, but I guess I didn't <laughs> fully get the graphs what was going on. Well, according to harddrive.net, paparazzi photographers caught 79-year-old Goosebumps author R.L. Stein stepping out with a hot monster blob that sources reported is several decades younger than him. Okay, yeah, I, that's about <laughs> what I read. <laughs> me, and, me and the blob are just having fun. No label, nothing serious. Yeah, she's a fan of my work, but our relationship is none of your business. I might even feature her in a story. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, harddrive.net is a satire site. Oh, (laughs) I was like... (laughs) Wait, did we... Did we pull a fast one on Harold? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, obviously not. Clearly, I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? (laughs) How many... How many gummies have you had to do tonight, dude? (laughs) 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 But in real world news, uh, R.L. Stein recently uh, contributed to the festivities at a centennial celebration for the Edgar Allan Poe Museum in Richmond, Virginia. Very cool. So yeah, that's what that's what R.L. Stein's been up to. He probably even took his blob friend to uh, to this uh, celebration, this whatever he did at that uh, museum extravaganza. I would hope so. It sounds like they're having a good time. <laughs> the blob thing. Yeah, yeah, and we we wish our we wish our friend Randy <laughs> Randy Lorbert Stein the best of luck with his uh with his new fling. Yep. And I want to remind everybody that until we raise the age of blobs to like twenty one or something, <laughs> stuff's gonna happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that we don't have another uh, Egon incident, though. Egon, incident. remember with him in the in the slime? Oh yeah. But again, how old was that slime? Uh, <laughs> the slime was older than him, I imagine. 
Probably from Vigo's time, true. So. Yep. All right. So. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Egon fucked the slime, you guys. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) Egon the Ghostbuster fucked some slime. I'm assuming he used it as lube to jerk off with. Oh, good point. Never even thought about that. Uh, Or he just, like, put some in a jar and stuck his dick in it. That's kind of what I always thought would happen. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it'd feel like anything. The movie was obviously very ambiguous. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It must have been, like, what, PG... PG probably probably PG thirteen by today's standards, but back then would have m- maybe gotten a PG rating. Yeah, I don't know. I think everything's. I, I see so much PG thirteen stuff. I I rarely see PG. It's like G PG thirteen. Plus, there's weird rules that you have to follow to get the PG thirteen. So it's not even like like they know that they're allowed one fuck. So right. they have to use it like at the perfect spot or <laughs> just allowed not. One <laughs> <laughs> Just this one guy mutters it under his breath. Fuck. Damn it, we used it. Now we can't do it again. <laughs> if only we could record the scene again. <laughs> too much footage. It's too, too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. <laughs> For the, the record, fuck. Ghostbusters 2 is rated PG. Oh. Which, man, I remember when my parents took me to see it in the theaters. Uh, it's one of my earlier memories, and man, was I freaked out by like the painting of Vigo and mm-hmm. and all the stuff that was going on. I think I may have actually, if I remember right, I had to leave the theater or like to step outside during during the movie. I was weak. It was eighty nine. <laughs> I was five. I remember seeing it on video. We didn't go to the theater to see it, but yeah, I don't want to talk about the memory attached to the time I saw <laughs> Ghostbusters two for the first time. But I <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, I only found out recently that uh, uh, well, in the last few years, that Ghostbusters two was not well received and people didn't really like it, and that yeah. blew my mind because I was like, it was just as good as the first one. <laughs> they were both they're like Ghostbusters one and two are a great combo. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen the first one way more. Oh yeah, for sure. Frequently. I have too. <laughs> yeah, like oh, you're 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 channel surfing. Oh, Ghostbusters is on and it just stays on. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ghostbusters two is on. It's like what part are we at at Ghostbusters 2? Is it a part I want to watch? Uh, nope. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> I personally like the whole movie. So it's one of those things where it's like, I, you know, I don't like Tolkien. I like Ghostbusters 2 a hell of a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just like seeing on the internet people are like, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, my wife said I had to get a uh, fine art painting for our child's bedroom. So I f- picked out this and it's the Vigo painting. It's like, yes, that's fantastic. Right. <laughs> so speaking of things that have nothing to do with Ghostbusters. Except goosebumps. For- <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> they, it could give you goosebumps. <laughs> Ghostbusters could give you goosebumps. And speaking of goosebumps, we read a goosebumps. So Harold, why don't you give us your Bob's Your Uncle summary of the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. All right. So Jody and her brother Mark go to their grandma and grandpa's farm, which is somewhere that Jody loves to go, but Mark isn't so keen on because he likes video games and watching TV. Um, it's kind of boring there, but it's always great, and grandma and grandpa are always really fun. When they get there, they kind of notice that grandma and grandpa are acting a little strange, and there's a new hand named Stanley working on the farm, and Stanley has a son named Sticks. Well, as they go, they see there's scarecrows everywhere around the farm, and Stanley keeps telling them about this book of superstitions that he has. 
And then, yeah, Jody keeps on seeing the scarecrows move at, at night. And but they're not moving, but they are moving. And, uh, you know, the classic goosebumps where every chapter ends with a gotcha that was nothing was a nothing. And so finally, after Jody and Mark get get to notice that everything that's going on and Stanley tells them that he can make the scarecrows walk and then Styx admits that his dad had done this. And then the scarecrows start walking and Mark's in control. And then, yeah. I, and then the, See, and then forgettable, the, right? <laughs> it's very forgettable. It's a forgettable story. Yeah. Um, and then the scarecrows are gone because the spell gets taken off. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> yeah. so, Somehow the spell gets taken off. I can't even remember what they did. Stanley reads the spell or the or does something to stop the curse. I can't even remember what it is now. Don't they just fucking burn the scarecrows? Oh, they burn the scarecrows. Yeah, they just yeah. burn them. <laughs> How about a little fire, Scarecrow? <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> so like Stanley, um he's what's a what's a, a sensitive word to call uh what Stanley is. He's well, it's put it's put in the book that uh Grandpa Kurt says he's like what not playing with a full deck of cards or something. Okay, so he's kind of messed up. He's, yeah, yeah, he se- he seems like very uh whatever the big dumb one is in of mice and men. Okay, kind of. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got kind from of, kind too. of mentally challenged uh Big it's just guy. intellectual disability. That's all it is. An now. intellectual disability, yeah. But he has yep. a son, Styx, who is more more of a normal person, or yeah. more of a uh, yeah. uh, what's the word? Neurotypical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> person. Um, the, the way I was thinking of it in my head, un- you know, not because of pop culture, was Stanley is like Forrest, and Styx is like Forrest's son. Okay. B- because there's nothing wrong with with Forrest's kid but forrest had an intellectual disability right and man you guys are tearing this apart i mean he said (laughs) that he wasn't playing with a full deck of cards i think it's okay (laughs) we'll be all right right. no we're trying to be sensitive because we live in the time period that we live now we're not from the early well i mean we live we're from from 1994 (laughs) this existed hey folks Back then, people would say he's not playing with a full deck of cards, and they meant that he had an intellectual disability there. (laughs) My God, I will bet that all the people listening to the comedy podcast about books is going to be like, I'm really glad they cleared that fucking thing up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we had to address it somehow, okay? Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so Stanley is basically Forrest Gump. It even says that he has like the buzz cut, like flat top or whatever with uh, dark hair, whatever. He's essentially Forrest Gump, just maybe like oh, so now they all look a little bit bigger. He works on a farm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they all have buzz Buzz cuts. cuts? Yep, and they all. But he has this Mm -hmm. book. They don't say where he got it from. Is superstition book that uh, he's apparently used the the book to recite some incantation that brought these scarecrows back to life, or not back to life, but animated these scarecrows. And like in return for um, ending the the curse with his book, he's making Jody and Mark's grandparents treat him kindly. uh, Yes, yes. Not not laugh at him and. only uh do things that he likes 
or else he'll bring the curse back and make the scarecrows walk again. Which it's not really clear what they what the scarecrows want to do. They just kind of approach people and thank you. I was they the try whole to get time. them. <laughs> like, What's at okay. stake here, right? <laughs> right. So so like I just I almost like my brain was shutting off while I was reading this book. <laughs> I would read like pages and I'd have to go back. And then I'd be like, I'm not going back again. You know? <laughs> right. Most was... of this book is Jody like seeing something moving and thinking that it's a, it's either a scarecrow or it's sticks trying to mess with them um, and, and right. scare them. But it only really happens once in the book where there's a jump scare at the end of the chapter. And oh, ha ha. It was just some like someone playing a prank on like a stupid little prank on it. Like only once it turned out to be like the introduction of the character of sticks where he's he made a scarecrow like paw at Jody a little bit and made her mm. jump. Mm -hmm. But that was the only thing where it was like the the typical, oh, it was one of the other kids jumping at him, trying to scare him or whatever. When grandma was reaching out, her hand was straw and- Oh, yeah. Turns out she was holding a broom. She was holding a broom. (laughs) And Jody's just- not playing with a full deck of cards, you know? <laughs> Just not playing with a full deck of cards. Yeah. And then the other time when she saw saw that happen, oh, she was just dreaming. Yep. I was like, really? <clears throat> really, Stein? Yeah, she's had- dreaming. Hate but it. she had like a two ep- two chapter long nightmare where like her grandparents were turned into scarecrows and were like climbing yeah. through the windows or like at her door. Yeah, she had a, a big fear of the scarecrows for not much of a reason except for Stanley muttering stuff like the scarecrows walk at midnight and I made them walk. You know, I guess mm-hmm. if you're a kid, maybe you start looking out, you see the scarecrows, and plus they keep putting up more and more scarecrows. By the way, this was a train wreck of Bob's your uncle. <laughs> that scarecrow walks at midnight. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was over for a while now. Oh I yeah, 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 Bob's yeah. Your uncle. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't say Bob's your uncle. This is this is the this is the cleanup of Bob's your uncle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, man. Like yeah, seriously, but- I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, but wait, I want to include. No, that was just that led to nothing. Like it was just <laughs> like everything. There was so much nothing. <laughs> So Stanley is just a super superstitious uh, simpleton, I guess. Um, Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the the slur, <laughs> but he's really superstitious, and he's being very ominous about having made the scarecrows walk, and he keeps repeating that uh, the scarecrow either the scarecrow walks at midnight or um, I've seen the scarecrows walk. I can make the scarecrows walk. He did say the scarecrows walk at midnight, and I've seen I've made the scarecrows walk. Yes, he said both those. I remember that. Oh, right. However, I don't think it was ever midnight when they actually were walking. Well, I mean, no, it was like sometime at night. But anyways, <laughs> not sure what my point is, but <laughs> I think your point is this wasn't a very good story. <laughs> it wasn't great cover art. Great cover, great cover art. art. No, it was it was fairly creepy in that like one of the things that creeps me out the most personally is like things that look like um they could move but aren't supposed to and then they do like move at you in a threatening way or something like statues or mannequins at, at like a museum where they're yeah or like wax figures like suddenly coming to life and so you're and talking about you. human human shaped ones Hu- yeah human shaped figures and that's that's the uncanny valley 
Valley. Isn't isn't that what the term is? Not when, no, not as, not an uncanny valley. No, um, he's saying the idea of different. those things coming alive and attacking. Yeah, like animating statues. Yep. Yeah. That's not uncanny valley necessarily. That's just the idea of something like okay, even if it was a lion statue, it would bother you, correct? No. Well, maybe. That's what I'm saying. If it was, if not, it was if a, not. No, if it was a realistic looking lion, uh, or if it was like a stuffed lion. Um, not not like a stuffed toy lion, but like a real lion that was taxidermied. And what if it like, was a wax lion? The the a wax lion doesn't matter what it's made of. If it looks like if it's looks like it's supposed to look like the real thing, like th- it would really creep me out if it like started moving or like I have this w- weird expectation of it to start moving hmm. and like jump out whatever it won't andy i know i mean i mean my head knows that but okay (laughs) i don't know what i don't know what the phobia i don't know what the phobia is called but i have it it's not on kenny valley it's coming to life (laughs) no on kenny valley is where you try to like recreate the human face or motions or movements or or something and you get close you get close enough to where it looks pretty realistic but there's just that little bit of something missing to like really fool your brain into accepting that it's human like with uh, the reanimated Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One or uh, like everything every person in the Polar Express ah it's called automatonphobia automatonophobia 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 okay and I but mean yeah, that's gonna get me to say it it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a fear about hu- of human-like figures. That's a fear of human-like figures. So maybe it's more because you're specific. You're more specifically talking about the human-like yeah. figures than a lot. More, but, yeah, more yeah. specifically, like yeah, human figures springing to life when they're not supposed to. Like a suit of armor. Like if it looks like it could, there could be a person in there, and like it just starts jumping around, that would like seriously freak me out. I mean, it should. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I want to tell you, you're not you're not weird. It's weird that you think about it too a lot, but it's not weird <laughs> to be afraid of it if it happens. <laughs> I would suggest running. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I feel that's rational. That's a yeah, rational it's a, fear. It's a pretty rational fear. Unlike Harold's fear of sharks, your fear somewhat rational. <laughs> yep, you say that until the first attack happens in Lake Huron. Well, we did learn that bull sharks can go in fresh water, so. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's a little more eerie to be in a lake. <laughs> Oh, here we go with the lake puns. (laughs) (laughs) And it all comes back to it. (laughs) To a place that happened before the listeners started listening. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, Mitch. (laughs) Must be Mitch again. Must be Mitch again. Uh, yep, <laughs> shitty internet jokes. You're welcome. <laughs> Those are shitty inside jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, Mark's yeah, favorite I, Goosebumps I did book. also have trouble reading this, so I sat down and I read, I think, the first three chapters, and I was like, I don't have patience to, <laughs> to read this. I'm going to listen to it. So then I turned it on, the audiobook, and then I ended up putting it up to two speed. Then I fell asleep. 
<laughs> because again, not much happens. Woke up at the end, sped read through to see what happened during the story. And I was like, oh, goodness, really? So, yeah, uh, about the same for, for me as you guys. <laughs> like I say, I mean, really, the, the Bob Jericho is they go to the farm. They they meet your, you know, meet these people. Stuff happens. There you go. <laughs> That's it. I think it's a little bit more involved than that. Nope. Scarecrows get burned. That's what happens. <laughs> Scarecrows get burned. Automatonophobia. Automatonophobia, the end. <laughs> yeah, if you have that, maybe. But yeah, scarecrows don't scare me. They have, I don't know. They just, they don't bother me whatsoever. <laughs> so I guess I'm not scared of them. If it was Jeepers Creepers. Scary, yeah. Nah. Yeah. And that thing's like a weird gargoyle thing. <laughs> yeah, right? We just watched that the other night, and that has a whole scene at Jeepers Creepers 2. It starts with the scarecrows in the field. The kid goes out there. You ever seen that, Andy? Um. Oh, man. I saw Jeepers Creepers, the, the first one, a really long-ass time ago. Okay. Yeah, the second one starts with uh, it starts with a bunch of scarecrows in the field, and one of the scarecrows is the creeper, and it kills. It gets a kid. But So, I mean, relevant to the story, only better, because <laughs> it's something actually scary. <laughs> the scarecrow actually does something. Yeah. Like the I, whole, I mean, this whole book. Oh, he kills a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the horror here is wondering whether the scarecrows are moving or not. Yep. Yeah, that's and the that only... is creepy. When, yeah, when you're a kid, that's scary mm. as hell. There was a good amount of uh, suspense, and I think that was handled pretty well. But for sure, as far as like things happening, there <laughs> there wasn't a whole heck of a lot. Nope. Um, t- towards the end, because uh, Jody was so certain that it was Sticks um, dressing up as a scarecrow or uh, manipulating the scarecrows somehow to to freak them out, they were gonna dress or they did dress Mark up as a scarecrow, yep. and were going to get the jump on him. But uh, how did that turn out? <laughs> uh, Mark, as a scarecrow, was able to control the other, other scare- scarecrows. They, yeah, oh. alive scarecrows. Because Stanley yeah. could no longer control them. Yep. Right. And then the he scare- pulled his like head the scarecrows, off. Yeah, the scarecrows thought Mark was one of them and started imitating him, like raising his arm, their arms when he raised his arms. And yep. Jody tried to get Mark to kill them all by taking his scarecrow head off. And they all did, but they all kept moving and stopped uh, responding to any commands or responding to Mark in any way. Right, because he removed the, the disguise. Totally a kid. <laughs> no, you walked them into the water. <laughs> yeah, that was probably probably the thing to do. But I Goodbye, guess... Bye, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. As <laughs> he drowns himself to... <laughs> By, the the yeah. scarecrows turn around walk right back out. <laughs> your sacrifice will, will, uh, will be honored by future generations. Fire. Who uses fire for scarecrows? <laughs> fire for scarecrows. I, I guess feel the... bad for that kid, though. Because, man, have you guys had ever had straw or hay in your shirt from for whatever reason? I mean, yeah, I, I grew up around some farmy stuff. It's, it's just like hell. That sucks. That's not so bad. <laughs> I mean, I get that oh, just from like, in it, though? lying oh. in the grass for a for a time. Yeah, maybe I'm allergic to it. Maybe I'm not. I hate it. I have. I don't have very many allergies, if I have any. So I'm sure that it's not as itchy, or at least I mm. I didn't before. I might now. I might now. But when I was a kid, like we used to play in the horse barn all the time. We'd throw each other in it and wrestle in it and stuff. So so yeah. 
That's the hey yeah. segment. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Straw. Hey. Whatever. Barley. <laughs> so, yeah. I find it funny that the only reason Stanley was able to find out about this, uh, that he had this spell book, is that he wasn't, he couldn't read, like, he had to read aloud. He, that was the only way he could read it was by reading aloud. Okay. And that is how he was able to find out about summoning this thing. But if the person has a book that you know has spells in it that work, wouldn't you take it away from a person who can't read it silently? That would have been the smart thing to do. For sure. Because then at the end, a bear comes to life? Is that what starts Yeah, moving? their grandpa yeah. had a, a taxidermied bear that he had, he had killed on a hunt years ago. So that family gets massacred by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's It's left open-ended, but the bear was just starting to reanimate uh, with Jody alone with it in the room. Okay, it's like a throat, you can't imagine. But yeah, Stanley was obsessed over superstitions and, you know, what, what were signs of bad luck or good luck or whatever, and he couldn't not read silently. <laughs> he also said he liked reading the dictionary a lot. Just, you know, swap out a dictionary for his superstition book. That doesn't sound like somebody who's not playing with a full deck of cards. Sounds like somebody who's doing plenty of thinking if they like to read the dictionary, want to know more words. That makes Now, have you guys ever read the book Lullaby by Chuck, I can't pronounce his last name, Holnick, I believe? Mm-mm. The guy that wrote Fight Club? No. He has this book called Lullaby. Highly recommend. Very, very good. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if these two things are connected. But alas, they are not. But um, I was thinking maybe, just maybe, very far-fetched is like the book of the same book of superstitions that Stanley has is this is the same book that's in that the the same spell book that's in lullaby and I was like ooh that would be fun but then I re quick reread it and I was like oh no they're not connected in any way this sucks <laughs> <laughs> the book of superstitions book it's kind of so- weird for a book like that to have like working spells in it right mm-hmm you know what's weird? When I was, I went to school down in Heartland, and in the library, there was a book called Black and White Magic, and it was a bunch of spells in this book. It was in the library. I checked it out a number of times. <laughs> and I would sit huh. there and read it, like how to become a werewolf. And like the book said, the book said that what you got to do is you got to take a belt that you've made of human skin, and you have to fucking draw a pentagram on the ground and like put on the belt and do some other things, and you could become a werewolf, right? And I was in fifth grade, and I got this from a library. <laughs> the school library at the from elementary the school, school. An elementary school library mm-hmm. had a had a spell book involving making belts out of human flesh. Yeah, dude, it was called Black and White Magic. The book was called Black and White Magic. It was at Heartland, and I was in fifth grade in Heartland. I only went there for one year. Huh. This explains so much. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, I found that book. Like I was like, what? Because my mom was all magic and crystals and astrology. You know what I mean? Like, she was all into everything like that. So, like, I was I was into it. So, like, I, I found that book. I'm like, this is fucking great. I never tried any of the spells. Most of them seemed illegal. That's crazy. Because in some of the urban fiction that I read, that's one of the... In one of the stories, there's a pack of werewolves. And that's how they do it is by having these these belts. So that's very, very interesting. Hmm, never knew that. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the way you turn yourself into a werewolf, apparently. Based based in fact? Fact, dude. <laughs> it's as real as the Bible. This is true. 
<laughs> a bunch of people came together and decided that yes, belts belts are the way <laughs> to lycanthropy. There you are. Yep. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> a, be- a belief is formed. You Bob's your uncle. You're a lycanthrope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, interesting yeah. so scarecrows yeah scarecrows <laughs> not not like werewolves at all not like werewolves at all no they were moving in the day they were moving at the night uh nobody knows what they wanted <laughs> <laughs> nobody waited around to find out what they wanted they just <laughs> burned the suckers and stanley thought he could control them Maybe that's why I didn't like it. The resolution was just so quick and unfulfilling because, yeah, we don't know what the we don't know what they want. There wasn't really a resolution, though, because clearly it's not just scarecrows that can come to life. Hmm. That's true. The family gets eaten by a bear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it's stuffed, so it probably didn't eat them. It just ravaged their bodies. Just mauled them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to find, we were going to have an ending where we discovered that the scarecrows wanted something or they they could be appeased somehow or something. Just like, like we had the snowmen and beware the snowman. Like they, <laughs> they wanted something and they wanted to get out of the cold. They're like, <laughs> it's cold. Can we go home now? But we didn't get that with the scarecrows. We just had a bunch of silent stalking uh, bundles of hay and clothes clothing that approached people. Wow, I think I think that other book was better than this one and that book sucked. Do you think Beware the Snowman is <laughs> Beware the, the Snowman no, might no, be better no, than this book. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's not get crazy. Let's here. not be, yeah. Come on. You know what? We, Pull it you know back what? We'll, just a little bit. We'll, here's what we'll do we'll rank it. We'll rank them at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have all of them listed out right this moment. We do have. <laughs> we do have I got a, a list, list of the ones of we've done so far. I, oh, got, I got a list going. Yeah. All written out? Okay, cool. Yeah. We want to do right. this now or we want to finish let's up fucking, with uh, Let's finish it. Let's, let's finish fucking, it. And that way we can just riff on shit. Yeah. Are we not finished? I thought that we came to a totally Oh, yeah. We could normal come to the, re- yeah. We came to a totally, completely normal resolution with that book. <laughs> uh, I think I had something else uh, Go ahead. to say. <laughs> I had something to say about Mark, and that is that I actually was a kid like Mark. Um, he went to his grandparents' house and he came prepared with like a backpack full of music and his Game Boy and a whole bunch of Game Boy cartridges. And I'm like, yeah, you know, th- this kid was me. Their parents sent them to their grandparents' farm to experience the great outdoors and you know do whatever while they got a, a, a month to themselves to have, have sex or something. Um, but... All Mark wanted to do was just like chill out on the hammock and the the covered back porch and play Game Boy and listen to music and I yeah. vibed with that. Yeah, I I go either way on it. I like I like doing both. I do like my video games. But when I was at my grandparents' house, we definitely were playing video games in the basement. They had a Nintendo because <laughs> uh, if we went outside, my grandparents would just be like, "Pick up the sticks." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to pick up the sticks, so we stayed down playing video games. They didn't understand the colors on the screen, so they stayed upstairs. <laughs> yeah, we brought our own Nintendos. Yeah. We went to my grandparents. They had a Nintendo. I think, thinking back, they specifically probably had a Nintendo so that when we came over, we would be completely entertained, because we had the gun and everything. We had the gun, couple controllers, bunch of games. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep. My, my grandma yeah. was actually an avid Game Boy player. 
Like she played a lot of the puzzle games and like the casino games and stuff, but you know, she loved her Game Boy. I think she was actually buried with her with her Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like there was a few of her possessions in her casket at her funeral and one of them was her uh uh her little Game Boy what model was it? I don't know if it was a Game Boy Color or uh Advance. That's cool though. I mean I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> so she she understood that playing a game doesn't make you childish. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have something to do while you're enjoying the great outdoors. Right. You know, she and my grandpa went camping a lot in their R V and she had her Game Boy more often than not. Right. So yeah. Riding in the car. I mean, you know Yeah. Those car rides get pretty long. Yep. Hell yeah. I had uh, Scarecrows. Slightly different. <laughs> I had have a slightly different experience, whereas the we didn't have a Nintendo at home. We only had it at my grandparents' house. So we had to go to my grandma's house to play Nintendo. Um, I think that's uncle's. literally the experience I just told you I had. <laughs> so you didn't have one at home? You didn't have a system at home? Not till later. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have one till... Huh, remember when I bought my PS2? Yeah. That was my first system that was mine. <laughs> okay. That's... So, okay. So, so from that point, our experience is different. But otherwise, our experience up to that point in our lives is exactly the same. Yeah. I was starting and to my think grandma, you guys are the same person. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> my grandma has, still has our Super Nintendo, and she has uh, Super Solitaire. That is the only game she has, but she still plays it occasionally. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, grandparents actually being gamers. Nice. Oh yeah, my grandpa whooped my ass and we bowling. <laughs> he, d- he was very proud. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my grandpa could be could be bothered, but grandma liked her Game Boy anyways. So we get right, to rake, so- rake these books. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do uh, when we cover our Goosebumps is we're going to slide it into our ranking list uh, wherever we see see fit. And we're, we've got a few titles to catch up, but only a, only a handful. Um, so how about we start with Dead House? Welcome to Dead House. And obviously that's going to be the first and last on the on the ranking list. I'd be, I mean, uh, I really liked it. Yeah, it was, for, it's yeah, good. yeah. I would say that honestly, Welcome to Dead House is my favorite Goosebumps book so far. We've done Welcome to Dead House, right, my and, uh, and then uh, one day at one day at Horrorland. Let's take this. Oh, one by yeah. one. One day oh. at Horrorland. Where is it in regards to <laughs> De- Welcome to Dead House? For me, it's number two. Yeah, it'd be number two. It's right up there. It'd be hard to say one or the other, but I had a lot of fun with Welcome to Dead House. Yeah, I I agree. Like Horrorland is a is a really good Goosebumps story, but it has a really weird ending. Yeah, it does. And... Yeah, it does. <laughs> 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 I, I I don't know if I was satisfied with that weird ending, but the rest of the story was pretty solid. Of you know going from horror to horror at a at a uh, amusement park of of doom, right? Not realizing it at first. Yeah, that was a fun premise. Yep. All right. So welcome, to Dead House number one, Horrorland number two, Har- my hairiest adventure. See, I thought it was bad, but then the last two were real bad. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but taking this on a one by one basis, we'll we'll put this uh, under Horrorland, my hairiest adventure, and that's uh, subject to change as to what our uh, least favorite one is. Now, see, I it's next hard. is next is Beware the Snowman. This is going to be where it gets challenging. Is Beware the Snowman is the worst for me. I like the ending though, like the the monsters satisfying. The twists are sad are somewhat satisfying. And so like, yes, nothing happens that entire book until the end, but then the end is actually fun. Whereas this book, nothing happens, and then they burn them and more nothing happens. Which one are you talking about where nothing happens? 
Yeah, yeah. But nothing happens in both of them. So, so listen. <laughs> I guess I, I just like the monster better in the snowman. Now I'm going to go back and listen to the snowman one to hear what your thoughts were at that time. Oh, I'm sure I hated it. <laughs> if, if, if it's good enough, I would be like, Andy, you need to put Josh's thoughts from back <laughs> yes. then in there. Okay, so the, the premise of Beware the Snowman involved, uh, like separated parents one was like a sorcerer or something they were both sorcerers <laughs> they were both sorcerers there was like some magical lineage there was a big monster that made the snowmen i don't remember it very well no the 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 sorcerers created the snowman but the snowman ended up being evil and so then they trapped it in the ice because it's not actually a snowman it's a demon yeah i shit. thought it was a demon and they turned it into a snowman yeah, that's it. That yeah, yeah, it's a demon that they turned into a snowman. So what did all the little snowmen have to do that was in front of like every every house? I, it was I, just to appease it. It was yeah, just to, to appease. So that they wouldn't, yeah, basically it was just to appease it. Okay. By making it, was like an, an it was a superstition thing. If Stanley was in that town, he would be making the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> now let's hold it up to a story where this kid is in this Eric Clapton cover band. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and is growing is growing mysterious hair and it turns out he was a dog the whole time see crazy twist i it's like a, crazy twist that's why it's like third is fine because it's 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 you know i remember at the end. yeah you think that's a more fun twist than uh being related to sorcerers yeah because and- you don't see you think oh okay so this uh, you don't think that it was a, a dog turned into a kid. You think, oh, maybe something happened where it's uh, a kid, you know, something else. But no, it's I like the twist better in that. Harold, your thoughts? I feel like, yes, all of the snowman shit came at the end, the very end of the book. It was all like, oh, sorcerer, sorcerer family. And this, by the way, this guy's a demon. We turned him into a snowman. <laughs> you know, like, oh, OK. Whereas uh-huh. my hairiest adventure, like all through it, he kept having the, you know, he's hair started growing he didn't understand and then all of a sudden he's a dog but you start you start catching on to it later you know oh geez he had the sweat gland problem all i i I remember my hero's adventure a lot better than i remember uh beware the snowman okay i remember the end of beware the snowman and what i mainly remember is that the demon got turned into a snowman i was able to pick that one out and sound like i knew what i was talking about So we're saying My Harriest Adventure is a better story than Beware the Snowman. Yes. Yes. Beware, comma, the snowman (laughs) is now number four in our list. For now. For now. And now, where do we put this current episode, this current uh, Goosebump story? The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. How's it compare? Said it before, last. It's, I I'm not scared like- of, sto- of, of snow- scarecrows. They don't scare me. I'm not a crow. And apparently crows aren't scared of me either, according to Jeepers Creepers. If it was so. nighttime, if it was nighttime and you were walking and you looked over and there were a bunch of figures standing in a field next to you, you might be a little bit freaked out. Yeah, but uh, with fight or flight, I can run. <laughs> sure, <laughs> so sure. I'll be but right. I'm saying that would be creepier than walking down the street and seeing snowmen in front of everybody's yard. I don't know if there's a gnarly, uh, uh, the same snowman 
with the gnarly scar in everyone's yard, I'd be kind of like, what the hell's going on here? I would be kind of freaked out just because it's all identical. I'm like, what's going on? Is but this- none of them were, were spotted moving or anything. It's just everyone had the same snowman yep. for some reason. And all throughout um, my the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, like she's seeing Scarecrows moving mm-hmm. and wondering whether it's whether they're really alive or whether it's sticks playing jokes on her. Right. But if I remember correctly, she thought one of them did move. And so that was one of the cliffhangers in that story because the, the snowman was alive. He was able to come down off the mountain if he needed to. He er, No, he was trapped. But they all thought he could come down from the mountain if he needed to. I'll send Josh as an expert on Beware of the Snowman. I really can't wait to re-listen to that one again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling oh, I'm you. I'm sure I shit all over it because I did not like it. But when you I'm... put it put in comparison to, well, you got a turd sandwich or a shit sandwich right now. <laughs> so which one do you want? Do you want the sh- do you want one with bacon or one without? <laughs> well, I guess I'll take the one with bacon. In my opinion, I think Scarecrow Walks at Midnight did a better job at being creepy mm-hmm. and suspenseful throughout than Beware the Snowman. Uh, they just like Beware the Snowman. There was like those two kids that were kind of uh, ominous who like you could tell they knew what was going on, but they didn't want to tell uh, the main protagonist whose name escapes me. But uh, I think it was done better in Scarecrow, to be honest. Yeah, I thought so as well. So that's being outvoted sucks. Two out of three. (laughs) But is is Scarecrow better than my hairiest adventure? Mm, No, because again, I just listened to and read Scarecrow Walks at Midnight and was unable to do a cohesive Bob's Your Uncle on it. (laughs) Whereas I remember My Harry's Adventure pretty well. Yeah, I do too. And I think it was pretty fun because we got to see like the kids and their school life, their uh, their band life. Right. There was actually other kids to like, I don't know, bounce the story off of, you know? Here it was just Jody and her brother and the weird kid and the really weird farmhand and their grandparents who were acting different than they were used to. Right. And that would be pretty pretty weird too to like all of a sudden your relatives are adding ver- are acting very weird and like not doing the things that you used to love them doing. Right. Yeah, they because they were only doing what Stanley wanted. And because it was- they had to appease him. Yep. And it showed. So yeah, I thought that I thought Scarecrow did better job with all that than uh Beware the Snowman. Was- Beware the Snowman. Okay. Yep. But not quite as good as my hairiest adventure. Not quite as good. Okay. Is that something you can live with, Josh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. All right. So that means our, our current ranking is Welcome to Dead House in is our favorite and Beware the Snowman is bringing up the rear for worst one so far <laughs> and the current one the scarecrow walks at midnight ranking at number four out of five it's gonna be hard to beat dead house because that was our first one it really yeah, is and it's, yep. and it's so well written it is a good one <laughs> it is because i mean it was his first foray yeah it set the the mold or it set the format yep but i don't know maybe our next goosebumps book will will surpass it we'll see we'll see you know books won't ever surpass it Mis- michigan chillers those books suck <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no matter how bad Scarecrow is, still fucking better than not bionic bats. <laughs> the unbionic bats of Bay City. Harold, you should you should read it and do your own because it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should read this book. It was bad. It was not good. That's more not of good. a recommendation that would come from me. Really, right? Read this bad book. It's like, terrible. I like reading bad books. <laughs> I mean, you get paid for it sometimes. So. <laughs> Right. But it's more fun than reading a mediocre book. Right. Just a, a big old nothing. Anyways, that's our Goosebumps ranking segment, which we might come up with a name for because I think we're going to keep this up. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So next up on Reliterated, uh, we're going to invite uh, comedian Trip Hazard onto the show. Yeah. <clears throat> for some sideways stories from Wayside School by Lewis Satcher. I promise I'll figure out how to pronounce it by the <laughs> by the next episode. It, whether it's Trust Lewis me, or I Louis won't or even whatever. try. And I it will be bad. <laughs> the author of Holes. <laughs> but yeah, sideways stories from Wayside School will be next up on Reliterated. Nice. I'm excited for that one. I've never read it, so I'm also excited. It was like in that weird cusp where they changed books between the two years of our of our knowledge. So <laughs> Yeah. This is one of my favorites from from back in the day, so I'm excited to read this one too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember I liked it. I've read it to to Xander within the past couple of years, so I have read it somewhat recently, but I look forward to reading it all over again. Did you guys ever read any of the plant that ate dirty socks books? No, I, I can't say that so. I have. Okay. No. So anyways, if that sounds good to you, uh, read the book along for yourself and uh, join us next time on Reliterated. Until then, give a shit. Read some lit. Bob Jerkle, that's Reliterated. Thanks, everybody. The Scarecrow walks at midnight. This has been Reliterated a production of the Chocolate Milk Friends and part of the 989 Podcast Network. If you enjoy our show, please consider giving us support by subscribing, recommending us to your book-reading, podcast-listening, 90s nostalgic friends, and most importantly, rating and reviewing us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible Podcasts, and Spotify. Did I mention we really want some Spotify ratings right now? Your ratings and reviews go a long way towards getting us in the ears of new listeners. You're also invited to join the growing Reliterated community on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you really want to get nuts, we have a Discord too. So bing us and join us in this nonsense. If you have a book suggestion for a future episode or have questions for us, send us an email at reliterated at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, I can tell you about my fun pun that I had on the internet today. I was very happy with yeah. it. Uh, people were talking about the Great Lakes, and somebody said, that's a superior joke. Ah. And then somebody made a Huron joke, and then I was like, lake puns must be Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hilarious. Here on the east side, we don't make jokes like that. It must, <laughs> must be Michigan. Well, I am now a West Coast surfer, bro. Surfer dude, right? Is that how that works? Even though I'm like hours and hours and hours away from LA and surfing. Good. You don't want to be by the sharks. I'm still trying to figure out the joke. What? What joke? I'm still, still trying to figure out the pun. Which one? Michi- Michigan. 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 Lake puns. Who's- like Mitch. Lake, w- Instead of Mich- Michigan, Michigan, Lake yeah, Michigan. Mitch? 
How is it a Mitch? pun? There's no person that, no, it just sounds, Michigan sounds like Michigan. That's the closest I could get. You just said Michigan in a weird way. Are you not getting my pun? No. <laughs> We're not. And then, and then I followed that bad pun with here on the east side, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh. Yeah. I, who's Mitch? That's my problem. Lake puns <laughs> must be Mitch again. But as in a person, the person do- making the puns is named Mitch. Okay. And are therefore, Mitch's, are Mitch's known for that? <laughs> no, it was just a shitty joke <laughs> that I put on the internet, and I was proud okay. of it. That's all. We, we just wanted you to say that. <laughs> Oh, I said it was a shitty joke at the beginning, <laughs> but I was still proud of it. We wanted you to reiterate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice dick. <laughs> well, I thought this book was very eerie.